Louder. Mickey Louder. Nicky Louder. Is it Nicky? Nicky, yeah. yeah. Dead now, isn't he? Can you turn your phone up a bit, Nicky, for me? Is well, he that, dead? That, yeah, he's dead now, yeah. That was, um, one, that was one of Dad's old dad jokes when we were kids. Who won the uh, Formula One World Championship in 1974? Louder. Uh, who won? The... <laughs> I think I remember my dad did that one. Yeah, old school. Was he the guy that... that... Got, got really badly burnt. Burnt, that's it. Yeah, cool, that was awful. Yeah. Obviously. It's not ideal losing an ear. No. To fire. <laughs> not ideal. Less than ideal. There's your medical advice for the day. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to What App. It is Thursday. I don't actually know what the date is. 20th? 20th. 20th of January. And you are? Richard. Will it? Yeah, it will. Um, how are you? I'm all right. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking cool. forward to this. I need, need a bit of an outlet of the mad world that we're going through. And, and the U-turn, the sudden U-turn, is, I think, I think discombobulated me. Wonderful word. Yeah, I, I trust the U-turn as much as I trust a U-boat. Yeah, in and around the late thirties, early forties, or the U, or the U bend of my toilet. Can't get your head around it, can you? <laughs> Can't get your arm around um, it sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, it's. I kind of it's funny because as soon as it was announced, I was like, right, I don't trust it. I don't trust it one single bit. And some guy went, they went, no, you just don't want it to be true because it means you'd be wrong. I was like, mate, fucking hell, I, I want it. I want it to be true. But what you're asking me to do is believe Boris Johnson. Now. No, that would be mental. Mm. Let's um, believe the ones that have been lying to us. Well, that's their job to lie to us. Exactly. And also, they're all in the club together. So you've got what's happening in Australia. You've got what's happening in the United States. You've got what's happening all over Europe. And But England are all right. I don't get it either. It's, it's kind of throwing I mean, me out a little bit. A, a lot of it will be to do with pushback. Like the pushback in England particularly has been bigger than anywhere else on the planet. Everywhere else, when I do podcasts around the world, they are all looking at England going, man, I wish we had that sort of protest movement. Yeah. But, you know, even though people on Facebook, it doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, it does. Um, but, so I think they're kind of licking their wounds a bit. I also think that the Downing Street parties kind of fucks them a bit. And so I think opening up and letting people have some freedoms back is almost, look over there, there's a raccoon. It's that sort of, diverting attention away. I don't even care they had a party because I can go to the football again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't matter now. Yeah, and then they come back and revisit it. That's what happened. Because I, Yeah, I wonder how they're going to do that. Like, well, this they, is the thing. Like, like, once you've done the pandemic one, it's Alien Invasion next, which I'm really looking forward to. I am as well, to be fair. But I, I am. I think it's a bit of a leap, even for most people. Yeah. Even for the avid vaxxer. I just think that it's kind of the booster thing has backfired on them. And I don't think, I think they're probably left with two choices. One is, right, we're just going to lie and say the booster campaign's been amazing and so we can open up. Mm. Or we're going to be honest and say no one went and got their fucking boosters. And they ain't going to do that. So they've, they've gone for the former. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, 
like I say, it's it's only the, the day that they announced that they were going to do it. Ted Ross and the World Health Organization comes out saying COVID's not over yet. We're going to see plenty more variants. All right, all right, because that's all it is, isn't it? It's just another yeah. variant. I variant. love that. He's three, gone, two, one. Definitely gone. What? How do you know Ted Ross? It's on the script, isn't it? Cause yeah, exactly. Well, I've got an auto cue. I've got. <laughs> just wind it back a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely says on there. Definitely says more on there. Yeah. yeah. But, but they're going to struggle with that because, as we've spoken about before, the science has always been that, you know, obviously there's different views on it in terms of viruses or whatever, but the consensus has always been they mutate to become more contagious and less deadly, and that's how they sort of spread through the population, but they don't kill their host, essentially. Mm. Um, so how do you then go from Omicron to something more deadly? I don't know how you do because it does that. You can't. No, you're right. You can't. No, no. Unless, the viruses you know, have a built-in self-destructive mechanism which is that the more they spread the weaker they get it's it's uh, the more i spread the weaker i get yeah yeah it's it's a, well speaking of uh speaking of, of the uh Spreading. science trust the science according to wales mm. a a not the whole of wales but a newspaper in wales which i can't find the name of i thought you were going to make a whale noise then <laughs> yeah sperm whales spunk spunk fish as we used to call them in norfolk Face masks make you more attractive. Study shows. You remember this one? Um, I can go along with that if your dog ugly. Yeah, because you just cover your face. He's already better looking. It's science, so I can't argue with that, and I don't want to argue with that because it's amazing. So face masks make you more attractive to members of the opposite sex. Now this is straight away. Why the opposite sex? Yeah. Isn't that a bit? Not very inclusive. Homophobic. It? It's also he's more attractive when he covers himself up. Yeah, that as well. It's yeah. like it's almost like an insult. It's a compliment and an insult. It's it's Ronan Keating. You say it best when you say nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. You want me sharp then? How come none of this talk was about about a few years back when people were saying ban the burka? Hey, that didn't make you more. No, you know, it didn't work then, did it? No. But now we, po- we polled uh, the EDL and they said a burka makes you more attractive. <laughs> burka King, which is a shop I wish I'd owned opened so good it's brilliant there so according to research research from cardiff university they weren't doing research they're all shit pissed up drunk in the bar at four o'clock in the afternoon a surgical masks are, are the most alluring oh yeah oh i can't see his mouth i like he a might, surgical oh, mask i wonder if he's got one of those wart things there one of those little uh little stds on the mouth oh it's, it's it, yeah but that's sort of part of the fun isn't it yeah. it's like you're sort of just you're pulling the man's you're doing the fly you're pulling the trousers down and you don't know whether it's going to hit you in the face or whether it's just going to sit there like a prawn you don't know and that's half the fun isn't it yeah do you know what i mean and it's like that with a face mask i suppose you go back and you're like pulls one ear off and you're like oh my god this is unbelievable oh it's boris ah oh he hasn't got a face <laughs> The bottom half of his face is missing. I mean, I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. But that's kind of half of the fun, isn't it? Yeah. You just don't know. What would you do if you had one ear? I just thought of that. Because you couldn't wear a face mask, could you? It would just keep. It would just drop down there. Sellotape. I suppose, yeah. Or, or, or if you've still got the hole, you could just sort of poke it in a bit. <laughs> you know, like you used to do with... Um, in in the kitchen with with a um, with a towel, not a towel. They call tea towel. Do you remember that in the old days? You'd have yeah. like a little rubber thing on the. This is right. You know yeah. a little rubber <laughs> thing there, and you just 
put the towel into it and it would hang out. Like a bum hole, basically. What were you doing that for? Because that's how you held the towels in the Midlands. Now, I'm older uh, and wiser and hopefully, I like to think, you know, slightly more sophisticated. I fold it. Right. In, in those days, just poke it in there and it would hang out. People at home will know what I'm talking about. Oh, that's where you hold it. So it was in, it was fitted in the unit and you poked it in. That's where you kept them. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was fitted in the unit or you just bought like a five pack from Poundland and these rubber things and just stuck them on the unit and then you just put a towel on it and it would just hang out. So you just grab a towel, they go just wipe the face, poke it in there. Oh, okay, I'm all right. Okay, yeah, now I get you. No, we never had them here. You've gone, out, right. of, you've gone out of sync this side, like a lot. It's a bit uh, weird. That's annoying. I'm in sync this time. Oh, okay. In this side. Okay, maybe it's, hopefully it won't record that there. So um yeah to to conclude this this amazing bit of science science, their study published in the Journal of Cognitive Research Principles and Implications measured how different types of face masks change the attractiveness of forty male faces or feces. They discovered the type of covering matters. Blue medical masks were found to increase facial attractiveness more than the other types of masks. Of course they would, because they're the one made by Indonesian kids on the floor in sweatshops. Ooh. Dr. Michael Lewis, doctor. He's not a doctor, is he? Dr. Pepper. We spoke <laughs> to Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, uh, from Cardiff University, School of Psychology, and an expert in psychology of faces. That's not a job. I prefer faces I can't see. <laughs> Can I get a grant? Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. You have one. Bill, is it going to help Bill Gates in any way? I think it is. It's going to push I it, masks. I yeah. think it might help Bill. I'll give him he's he's done all right out of his money, isn't he? The, the top, the world, world's top ten billionaires have doubled <clears> their wealth. It's yep. amazing that Bill Gates can give away all his money to save humanity, yet still make thirty percent on top of what he already had to take his wealth to one hundred thirty-five billion dollars. Not bad, is it? No. I, I'd hate that though. I'll be there. I've got like ninety odd, you know, billion dollars, and I'm like, I'm literally giving it all away, guys. Oh, just come back with interest. <laughs> Out yeah. of it, I don't want it. I'm fucking up anymore now. He's trying to literally bail himself out of his own rich boat and it just keeps filling up for him, the poor bugger. It, 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 <coughs> makes, it makes me think of Brewster's millions. <laughs> just can't give it away. Keeps coming back. Fucking hell. Yeah. Build me a room I want to die in. <laughs> What's next then? Apart from, yeah, they have obviously doubled their wealth, but that was always the plan. Um, Biggest wealth... Um, movement transfer of wealth in history um so the, all i've got written is kid in the boot right i've um, got this one go on. yeah yeah brilliant. that's insane but i laughed but I, I it was also so freaking heartbreaking because what kind of a mother does that like the kid's not even ill anyway obviously because all bollocks the kid's tested positive because he's forced to take a test because his mum's a lunatic and so she sticks him in the boot of the car when she's driving about uh, I know, I know. I... So, so basically, you've got right. Let's get this straight. Let's unpack this, right? <coughs> she's probably in her forties by the look of her. So, even let's believe the narrative. She's got a zero point zero zero four percent chance of dying if she gets it. They're not bad odds, really, right? What what odds has the kid got? Because he's not wearing a fucking seatbelt. He's in the boot. <laughs> well, if he was, it's just the same not wearing a mask as not wearing a seatbelt. Remember. Oh, yeah, not getting vaccinated. Not getting injected with an experimental seatbelt. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, the kid's in the boot. And she's but she's proud as punch, isn't it? Like, you know, as if, of course, you went in the boot. Why would he not go in the boot? <laughs> that's where you put the infected, isn't it? You're a maniac. 
I saw it on Walking Dead in the boot. Yeah, Casey reanimates halfway through or licks me. I know, it's mad. I mean, he was his teenage... as a teenage son. She took him for a test because she expect, suspected he might have it. And then he tested positive with a test not testing for it, um, uh, which has been pulled. And then she stuck him in the boot. Who who thought who advised her to do that? Chris Whitty. I'm just following the science. I thought, I was chatting to a lorry driver in Ipswich, and um, he said what he used to do was just stick him in the boot. And so I thought, right, we'll do that then. All right, mate. <laughs> he said, I was a lorry, yeah, in Ipswich. He said when he found the people that he didn't really like want around him, when they were like ill or unconscious or possibly dead, he put them in the boot and buried them somewhere. He had the same name as some DJ, but I can't remember what it was called. Can you remember the name? Of course, Ipswich is not that far from you, is it? For people around the world, there was it's far enough. And, and I don't drive, by the way, so that's that's it wasn't me. I didn't do that. I don't. Yet. No, I don't think anyone suspects it was you. No, no. He picked up a couple of um, street walkers from a pub where I used to go to, and it was like in Norwich because he did it in Norwich as well. So oh, down so he, was right, he was right in your neck of the woods. Then. He literally was in my neck of the woods, or I was in his neck of the woods, and I think he served me once in a pub that he owned in Norwich called... Oh, I can't wait. It's right near the football ground. He owned a pub there. So you are connected Steve to Wright. this fucker? Well, I'm not connected. He might have served me at the pub he owned once when I did a gig there once. And um, it Steve cop- Wright? Is that Steve Wright in the afternoon and the so morning and sometimes do, at the weekends. He wouldn't do a morning shift, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Steve Wright, and there was there's a, a well no not now but I mean twenty years ago where all the streetwalker prostitutes sex ladies used to walk up and down and kind of proposition you. I used to get it when I used to uh, not get it proposition get it when I left work. I used to work at JD Sports down in the the uh, Riverside, and they'd be all there. All you fancy a, a whatever mate, and you'd be what, like, what, what no, do they say got now? No teeth. What do they say now? Um, well. How you had you, your injection. I, I mean, I remember. Well, yeah, probably would. Yeah. I, the only time I've ever been propositioned like that was actually in Amsterdam, um, and someone came up and went. But he was a really burly bloke. He was like one of the the, the doormen, and he was like, fifty euro, suck and fuck. <laughs> and just sort of thumbed behind him, and I went. And there's obviously there's just loads of women in windows, like in the door, like. And I like. Right. Okay. I thought he was he was propositioning I, you. I'm just nipping for a pint. If I'm honest, but thanks, thanks for the offer. Yeah, appreciate that. I'll. Oh fucking hell, it's getting a bit late actually. Um, hold that thought. I'll come back to you. Scurried off. Scurried off. Come back and said, "Have you? Have you got Scotch eggs?" (laughs) Yeah. Forty-nine quid. All right, forty-nine quid. Go on, and you throw in a a free pint of Guinness during. It was um. It's a weird experience, Amsterdam, actually. It's different now, so I've been a few times. Um, like, the whole sort of red light district is loads smaller now. But as a youngster, <laughs> like, I kind of think how old I was when I went there for the first time. I love the fact that you were, you were giving us an update on it. Yeah, I've just been chatting to Amsterdam, and uh, they said that it's smaller. It's not what it was. Not what it was, no. No. We're very strange, surreal experience, though, to actually just walk down... Uh, a little path obviously there's a canal there rather than a road and just look and just see people in windows that aren't mannequins yeah that literally just stood there like it's very it's kind of surreal i mean it's the oldest you know industry in the world whatever but it is very odd and you're doing your tax your returns for that yeah prostitute you've not declared that job. <laughs> sorry 
Sorry. Is there VAT on that? No, no, he he was from outside the EU, that lad. I have to pay VAT on him. It's fucking is weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's it's almost as weird as putting your kid in the boot. (laughs) Well, um, another one would be... um, What's this one I've got here? Um, No, that was the COVID one. That was... uh, Apparently, if you get COVID, what do you think I'm coming on with the next? It does something to your body. Uh, does it give you a chode? <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but... Mushroom cock. <laughs> oh, no, isn't it? No, it's chance to be a fine thing. That would be a positive compared to this. But Co- mushroom cock. <laughs> Draw it. Can COVID shrink your penis? Do you remember this? What is that sound? Can you hear that sound? That, that's an aeroplane here. We get one come over every six months. Can you hear it, though? It sounds like a fucking train going past. Is it actually an aeroplane? It's an aeroplane, yeah. Here, I don't know what you're getting, but I'm assuming that's the aeroplane that's gone past. Everybody's out in the streets like staring at it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's that? It's a flying bird. Spaceshipper? Spelling? Um, they're all foreign. Yeah, they would be, wouldn't they? Norwich. Can COVID shrink your penis? One man in the US believes the virus irreversibly. How could it not be irreversibly? Shortened his manhood. Yeah, it's, it's getting really. Like, here they come. It is the. Um, let's have. Despite... Are you being invaded? <laughs> It's not the fucking Nazis again, is it? I'll just leave Norfolk alone. We're all right. We just want to get on with our 60 quid a week just to it get is, by. It is all air bases over your way, though, isn't it, to be fair? Yeah, it is. There's a lot yeah. of RAF around there, isn't there? Oh, that's really annoying. He's, he's going to go in a minute. but Maybe uh, maybe COVID does shrink your cock. And if it does, that also plays into the fact that it's been around for a long time because I must have had it as a kid. <laughs> that's, that's very good, true, yeah. Very true. Um... Yeah, it's a good point. Despite having been at the forefront of our consciousness for over two years now, the COVID, not the Cox, the full effects of COVID on our bodies have still are still being studied. While the initial signs of the virus are now well known, additional symptoms like stroke, Bell's palsy, um, oh no, that's the jab. Myocarditis. Yeah, it's the jab. Oh yeah. Additional symptoms associated with nude variants and... And long COVID, <laughs> continued, how long? Continued being discovered and documented. The case of a man in the United States has drawn widespread media attention to what he believes is the seldom discussed side effects of the virus a reduction in the side of his penis. The size, not the side. You'd be annoyed, wouldn't you, if someone else got long COVID and you got short COVID? Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's why, if he'd have got short, long COVID, then he wouldn't have, his penis would have got longer. Exactly. He got short COVID, he was over yeah. in a couple of days. Yeah, but... It's yeah. just mad. In it an mad, episode yeah. of... It's just nonsense. It, of course it's nonsense, yeah. In Slate's Advised Pods podcasts, broadcast on January 9th, host Jessica Stoyer and Rich, someone I can't pronounce, discussed a letter from a listener, a man in his 30s who described living with long-term side effects of COVID-19 on his manhood. So, um, yeah, and... Uh, it, it's it's definitely real then, isn't it? Like, if, if, if someone sends a letter in, well, exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. It could, that could be two fucking high school students going, yeah, what are you going to do? What are you saying? What are you saying? You're saying it's shot your cock. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, got it. <laughs> go on. And the next thing, fucking Piers Morgan equivalent, is bloody lauding over it. Piers it's like, it's yeah. like when LBC reported that fucking, that guy that phoned up saying that my my stepdad was the, or my father-in-law was the first death of Omicron. He was an anti-vaxxer and refused to take the vaccine, died in Northampton Hospital. And everyone went, oh my God. And then it was everywhere. Like, oh my God, you're reporting it as fact because some guy phoned in. And then now the Northampton Hospital came out and went, uh, no. 
didn't happen. Yeah. I didn't hear any retractions from LBC, I have to mm. say. No, and they always do. They put the retractions or whatever very, very small in the newspaper and then up on page six where you never look, you never get to page six. So, yeah, in a letter to show, the man explained how that he contracted the virus in July, <coughs> was hospitalised. Um, after being discharged out the back, shot out the back into the bins, he experienced <laughs> some erectile dysfunction issues, which eased after seeking medical attention. It eased. <laughs> Basically, they put they brought the um, the ugly sister in, and he went fine now. So he was hospitalised. What I'd be asking questions: What drugs did they give me? And then mm. I'd be looking at the potential side effects of those drugs. Well, it doesn't say whether he was vaccinated or not, but I'm assuming he probably. Well, all this is all bollocks. He added though that he seemed to be left with a lasting problem after he noticed his previously above average. He just wanted to get that in there, didn't he? Yeah. Penis had shrunk by an inch and a half compared to its size before. Well, you who measures before he was ill with the virus. Okay, cheers. Thanks for that. Cheers for calling in. Cheers. Right. Ta-da. That would be my response as the presenter. <laughs> cheers. Thanks for that. All right. Take care. And on. And, and on with the show. And next. And yeah. next. Did you see him? Cock. Did you see Katy Perry having a conversation with a mask on stage? I did. I saw that late last night and I forgot about it. But yeah, she's a she's a fucking lunatic, isn't she? Oh, she well, she's majorly abused from a young age as a country singer, um, country and western singer. I don't know why it's important. And um, yeah, yeah, she is. She's off a rocker. And totally I saw off it. A it's just like gigantic mask that walks on the stage that she's chatting to. What the fuck? It's a cult. It's so strange, isn't it? I saw that and that was my thought. Like, you, this is such a cult. It's insane. She's for anyone that hasn't watched it. She's on stage, so in front of you know, at least probably thousands, I assume. She's you know, pretty famous. Um, of double jabbed fuckers because they'll have to be to be there, and she's just sat down chatting with someone dressed as a giant fucking mask. Who wrote that into the set? <laughs> I don't know. Because in my day, it's like right, start with your second best song. End with your best song, yeah. right? And then you work out in between the set, take them on a journey, right? Take them on a journey, right? Oh, nice song, 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 nice and chilled ballad, maybe. Bang, it's a mod. You know, so then, then oh, what? sit down and chat to a giant fucking mask. Uh, did you put that in the set? Like, it's what you did. Who let Russell Brand in? It's just lunacy, isn't it? I mean, but she was. Her and Orlando Bloom, early doors in this, went dressed as... She went dressed as an injection, didn't she? She went dressed as a vaccine to some fucking party. Did she? Yeah, she just stood there like that giant bloody needle. <laughs> fucking hell. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Got a bit, got a bit of a cough. It's just mad. Um, it's just mad, isn't it? They're off their rocker. I mean, they're obviously clearly controlled, probably compartmentalised, and she probably won't know what she's done until she watches it, watches it back. Um, but yeah, mad. In between yeah. Raw and, like, I Kissed a Girl, can we just walk on a, a, a 60-foot mask and you have a little chat to it? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you want me to talk about? At, th- at this point, I don't think that even matters, Katie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's bothered what you're saying. I mean, I think... you can lip-sync it like the rest of the show if you want. Yeah, go for it. Fuck it. It is it's bizarre, isn't it? Like, And I'll tell you another thing like that's bizarre to me, Rich. Like, I sent you some stuff this morning. Like, We spoke about it before. And I know it's anecdotal, but... Like I, I don't generally use Facebook that much. I kept myself on it because we moved around a lot as a, when I was a kid. 
Um, and so I've got people there that from on the Facebook from different schools that I went to and stuff, you know, when I was young. And it's just nice to have it in that sense because obviously I don't have phone numbers for these people. I've probably not seen them for 20 plus years. Um, no, what am I talking about? Oh God, I'm old. I've not seen them for 30 plus years. A lot of these people. So it's just nice to have connections. Anyway, um, so someone that I used to work with went on a bit of a mocking anti-vaxxer thing like a few weeks ago, and it kind of you know it's water off a duck's back really. But I saw it and I was like. Mm all right, I'm not going to fucking bite, just whatever. And it was that annoying uh, thing that it went around a fair bit. I've seen it a few times where it's just a cut and paste. So someone's written, I'm double vaccinated and boosted. And no, I don't know what's in it, but I don't know what's in KFC. I don't know what's in paracetamol. It's just a big long list of stuff I don't know what's in. So that's not the zinger that you think it is, mate. Listing. What you've done there is you've said, hi, everyone. This is a load of stuff I know nothing about. All right. That's and I've to... done it anyway. And I did it anyway. <laughs> okay. That's, I know you think that that's really good, but let's unpack it. It's not. No. Um, and so I kind of, you know, oh, yeah, all right. I saw that they posted that and I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. And, um, and then he had a stroke a couple of days ago, younger than me, but won't, won't connect it in the slightest. And then it made me think, like, and I think we've had this conversation perhaps on air, perhaps off, where in the last sort of six months to a year, I, I keep seeing strokes and heart attacks in my timeline of people that are my age and maybe a couple of years above. That didn't happen before. Like, so when you see people and they go, well, when do we expect these side effects to, to start happening then? They fucking are, mate. They are. Yeah. All the time. And, and you know... You see footballers, and the only reason we know about the footballers is because footballers are famous. That's the only reason we know about them. Um, and so you're seeing all of them. But also, if you just look in your own experience, in your own life. And, you know, I was talking to, to Gemma, my wife, yesterday, and it was like, it was really strange how we've gone from, before the vaccine, lots of conversations about, I don't know anyone that's had it. Do you know anyone that's had it? No, I don't know anyone that's had it. About the virus, right? I don't know anyone that's had it. I don't know someone. Whereas now... All the fuckers are jabbed as shit, like fucking Hellraiser. And now everyone knows everyone that's got it. And you think, can can we connect this? <laughs> can we just put it together and just have a conversation and just go, do you know what? Even if you believe the narrative, maybe this isn't helping. Yeah. Maybe this isn't all it's cracked up to be. And maybe having a third one, a fourth one, a fifth one is probably not a great idea. I don't know. Um yeah, one, it's, it's the cognitive dissonance. It's like when you've been in a cult and you don't want to, you just don't want to acknowledge that you've been in a cult. And it's, no. I've seen some amazing, like, cognitive dissonance over the last couple of years. Like, people are saying, don't go, like, if you go this way, it's totalitarianism, and then that way is the Great Awakening, and be careful what they offer you off the back. And then they go, and the only answer is Jesus. And I'm thinking... Yeah, my reaction is the same. My reaction is it's like, Jesus. but it's it's no different. It's 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 just a different belief system. You're you're going. Don't go to that side because the the government want you to go to totalitarianism and and the new the great reset. But if you go that side, they'll offer you the great awakening and and that's a cult, which I, I agree with both. But then, okay, so where do we go? Oh well, then you have to um um follow Jesus. That's really not any different. You you've just given me another basically wait there and wait for jesus to come back and i'm thinking that sounds like the same thing that sounds like don't choose or them and just sit there and wait and it's like the cognitive dissonance of being able to point out the problem there the problem there but not the problem and what you believe it's, it's yeah. really very odd 
that people are just kind of are willing to kind of and that's what like the whole mind control is that they've covered all bases and well, people, people just people, don't know what to think anymore no people are addicted to following like yeah. you know it, it's it, you get that with this sort of stuff you know where, where with what we're doing then people come to you and just say well what shall i do then don't fucking make your own decision that's the whole point the whole point is that yeah. we have free choice and expression so it's like you know it just makes you think of the bloody um life of brian we are all individuals you know mate just be individual then what do you feel is right to yeah. you because you've seen through this bullshit you've seen this is bollocks so what do you feel well i don't know all right well just follow your heart rather than following someone else whether they're in the... sandals or a suit <laughs> which would be a great name for jesus's autobiography wouldn't it you can't stand all the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what other ones we've got. Have you Australia's got... worth noting, though, isn't it? Like, it's mad. Like, I don't know the deal with Djokovic, to be fair. I get a few people have a bit of a dig in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of photos of him covering one eye. Yeah, there are. Um, but also, you know, having done little bits and bobs when I've been in, in, in bands and also when I was playing football and stuff, the, the photographer is God, basically, in a photo shoot. Um, now, because I know what I know and because of who my family are, if a photographer said to me, cover your right eye, I would go get to fuck. Mm. But would Djokovic do that? No. Why would he? So oh. it could be that or not. You know, I don't fucking know. He's done some work with the World Economic Forum, um, but not everyone that works with the World Economic Forum will be in on it. And also not everyone that's used by the cult knows they're being used by the cult. He might do. He might be laughing. I don't know. Right. But yeah. that doesn't change the fact that what was happening in Australia is insane. Um, now, the idea that maybe he, he he's being used as a pawn, as part of a psyop, I think absolutely, because all that no, Novak Djokovic thing is there to do is terrify the shit out of people and make people feel helpless. Because you're looking at it as an Australian going, and they're basically saying to you, see this guy, he's world number one. He's like a fucking superstar. The whole world is watching and look how we fuck him up. Now, what were you going to say? Are you, are you going to stand up to us, are you? It's kind of doing that a little bit. Now, whether he knows he's being used to do that, I don't know the answer. I don't know him. But what got me out of the whole thing was that when one of the lawyers for the Australian government was putting forward the case for deporting him, it wasn't anything to do with basically his visa, really. Like, he kind of jumped through all the hoops that he needed to jump through. But it was – they were there was a concern – that he would become a symbol for free choice. <laughs> but just say it. What? To, what, to admit what, that what is... sort of? But that's the inverted language, isn't it? The inversion of language. Unless you unpack it, because to the uncritical thinker, to me that would seem well. That makes sense. Like, it's insane, though, isn't it? To 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 be that Orwellian and not even try and fucking hide it. No. Like he's not even going look. We, we we don't want him here because basically um, Australian people have to follow the law. Why should someone coming in from a foreign country not follow the same rules, blah, blah, blah. You know, they put forward that argument, whatever. But to come forward and just say, yeah, it's because basically other people might look at that and then make their own decisions. <laughs> yeah. So blatant, isn't it? It's so blatant. It's as blatant as Sajid Javid tweeting at the World Economic Forum, uh, Bill Gates, and at Wellcome Trust a couple of days ago. I saw that literally a couple of hours after Boris Johnson announced that everything is just basically going to go back to Norway. Near enough, unless you're an NHS worker or a care worker. Um, yeah, or a footballer. Or a footballer. 
and then yeah he goes on and says that it's basically like hang on a minute and it is this kind of tug of war this push and pull so I had to pause it because we've got another rocket going over. What is going here. on? I don't know. I think there's war games here. I think we're having like, the Wuhan kind of military games here in Norfolk. And then if you get a Norfolk variant coming out soon, or a Willet variant, then don't blame me. You've, you've heard this live that we're having war games here and military war games in Norfolk. And that's probably where the next variant will come from. Just people warning you. People will be dropping dead in the street in... Norwich. <laughs> I don't live in the Nor forty minutes away from Norwich. Um, yeah. Um, are you are you lonely at the moment? Because there is a there's a place you can go where young men also go. Um, there's a jabbed party. We've missed it. I'd probably be another one. A snuggle party for vaccinated people. Uh, was was Friday the fourteenth of January. So unfortunately we missed this one. But um, we can go to the next one. So um, yeah. So if you. Yeah, if you feel if you've been to these events, so basically this is a non-sexual touch-based event that invites participants to explore platonic intimacy in a safe environment. And part of that safe environment, guys, is that you've had an experimental jab that you could be shedding all over each other. So this will be an indoor unmasked event. Do not attend if you or someone you are physically close with is sick or has increased risk of for severe illness from COVID-19. For now, we are requiring people who attend to be fully vaccinated. Are you registered? Please email us with a pic of your vax card. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to start with that. Who's going to a fucking snuggle party anyway? Oh, it's just fucking weird. Perverts. Perverts. But this is a non-sex... It says in, the, in here, so this is a non-sexual event. So if you're a pervert, if you're an unvaccinated or vaccinated pervert, don't turn up for this because this is a non-sexual touch-based event. Define define sexual. I think you're going to just like scruffle your hair, have a little girl in the ears, but no, nothing around the booby area or the the groin. Is, is that is that what it is then? I don't know, Gary. Because I'm, you know, Richard, I'm a sexual being. You are. And they could touch me anywhere, and it might trigger something. Well, yeah, in Bournemouth, Caster, wherever. Exactly. I'm not. It's not just, you know. Bum old, bum old cock and balls and nips. They can, you know, my neck, you know, it's kind of quite ticklish, maybe. Yeah. You know, I don't. So I, I, I'd be a ticking time bomb going somewhere like that. You wouldn't be, yeah, you wouldn't last 10 minutes in there. I mean, there are rules, though, Gareth. So what are the rules? Well, we've got to be double jabbed. <clears throat> that's the first rule of, fight, of Cuddle Club. The rules of cuddling one, clothes stay on for the whole event. I'm out. I'm out. Done. I'm bothered. Don't want to. You do not have to touch anyone. You don't have to touch anyone at Cuddle Club event. You why are you going to. then? Why are you going then? Well, why would you want to go off from voyeurism? You just want oh, to stand oh, at the oh, edges. Oh, exactly. It's a bit like like when you're at school at the Christmas party and you stand at the edges. Go really want to ask Cassandra to dance, but I'm so shy. I just have a wank in the bin. But why, why would? Yeah, that's right. You, you're going to a party to watch other people cuddling. Why not just go and fucking go to the airport and stand at the arrivals? There's loads of people hugging. So all that happens. There's a fault with his plaid, yeah? Yeah, you're right. I can't argue that. You literally just stand there. All different <laughs> colours, shapes and sizes just coming in and cuddling. You could be there fucking trumpet polishing your brain out. Why you don't need to go to a party? Ah, uh, yeah. We go, you need to email this in. I'll, I'll send this clip in. I'll send I've got a couple of suggestions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuddle parties are weird. I don't, yeah. I don't know why you'd do that. Well, it gets personally. worse. So you oh. might... So episode... Um, episode. Rule three of Cuddle Club, 
Uh, you must ask permission and receive a verbal yes before you touch anyone. Please be spe specific in your requests. I'm going to touch you in the bum hole. Are it's you... So are you... I mean, is this okay with you? And can you shout it out for me? Yes! Okay, I'm going to go in now. In now. He said yes to the bum hole. Say it again, Ken. Yes? Yes. Yep. Ready? Uh, yeah. Okay, this is awkward. I mean, I'm not having as much fun as I thought I was going to have. Talking um, through things is just weird. <laughs> it's like that scene from Alan Partridge where he's touching a boob. He's like, is that nice? <laughs> Shall I move on to the other one? Just, what is going on? It's like commentary while you're, you're having intercourse. Oh, I'm, I'm nearly done. <laughs> nearly Minnie's done. Uh, nearly done. <laughs> so, um, uh, rule four. If you say yes, say yes. What? If you well, feel a yes, say yes. If you feel a yes, you feel a word now, say yes. If you feel a no, say no. If you're a maybe, say no. You can always change your mind. I'm fucking confused. That's a riddle. Yeah. What if you're not English? Oh, don't go. We, we. We. I don't yeah. ask him twice. <laughs> go, you're I'm pissing on him. <laughs> you know, he told me to. Oh, there's confusion. It's just a uh, language barrier. It's like the Tower of Babylon. Oh, this is what happened before in the Bible. Eventually, I mean, there, there was about 30,000 people urinating on each other. That's why we had to knock it down. Yeah. I don't uh, know why that one kept counting. He just kept saying nine. Oh, <laughs> German. Oh, shit. Don't say shit in here. Oh. Oh, now we got to... the fucking walls. Oh, uh, get the mops out. Sardre, can you get a mop? Oh, um, this is a terrible idea. Get your um. So um, we'll, we'll end it on um. Uh, uh, rule five of Cuddle Club. Get your facilitator or assistant if you have a question or concern, or if you need assistance with anything during the event. How many people are on staff? Can you lift me up because Gareth is six foot five and I'm five foot three, and he wants to touch me in the bumhole area. Can you assist me? How many staff are there if you've got facilitators and assistants? This is this gets brilliant. I don't know. It's, it's just a bunch of people in a room having a cuddle. <laughs> Unvaccinated. No, vaccinated. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Jesus. Sorry, I miss, misspoke. They'll be um, dead if they're unvaccinated. Richard's be dead immediately. It'll be a super spreader event in It'll every way weird. possible. Yeah. Bum oh, mad. Six, um, so episode... Let me just do six, because six is even funnier. How many are there? There's more than six, but I screenshot it at six, because I got obviously got bored. Um... So, cuddle rule number six. Talking, laughter, silence, silliness, stillness, and crying are welcome. So, it's loads of fucking people with fucking daddy issues, isn't it? <laughs> Basically. He, he never loved me enough. He never hugged me. Oh, um, and luckily, my dad's here. Yeah, here he is. Yeah. <laughs> Dad! Fuck off. He said fuck off. Yeah, he wants to hug everyone but you. <laughs> that's got me my favourite so far. So that's a jab party. Missed it on the 14th of January, but I'm sure there'll be a be another one. Jab two. It, it just, do you know what's funny as well? Like, they don't even need to say that you have to be vaccinated to go to that. Because that kind of bullshit is the, is the kind of shit that only vaccinated people would want to fucking do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, I bet they've all got he, her. What, on the oh, way yeah. in, you sign your... Um, what are your pronouns? What your I pronouns? haven't worked them out yet. Can I, I'll just put down yesterday's pronouns. Keep... Yeah. 
I haven't decided on today's yet. Yeah. Can you make oh, me so down as a cuddle? Oh, fuck. Nah, you can't come as a poor paw. You <laughs> tested positive. Oh, fuck. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I thought poor paw was a fruit. I saw, um, I thought it was, uh, yeah. I was do a really bad dad joke about a cat. But, um, <laughs> work? Yeah, talking of bad, right? This was from 2020, but I only saw it the other day, right? It's a statue in Riga, Latvia. You've seen it, yeah. right? And it's it's a dog. It's fucking huge. It looks like it's fiberglass, like proper Eastern Europe. Love it. And it's it's like that, like with arms out, like that. I've got a, a mask on, looking up, and it's like a doctor in like a doctor's outfit, like a, a white coat. And all, when I saw it, all I thought was like, "Where's Antifa when you need them?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just drag that shit down. Yeah. Know, it's just such a cult, isn't it? It's such a cult. It is, and I've got I've got an article about it. So Latvia has escaped the pandemic relatively unscathed, recording just over a thousand coronavirus. This was last year. So someone who said who saw it, that was a. <laughs> you someone know, who give... said who saw it. That's why I need an auto cue when I do deep dive. Like everyone, I was a bit stuck in my projects and a bit frightened. Oh, about the virus. Compton or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just stuck in the project. I obviously screenshot this badly. Bixie says, I couldn't think about my solo show. I moved to the country with my family, so it's a singer, obviously, in Riga. People are clapping on the streets, but here there was no one to clap to. So this was my way of clapping for the medics. Oh, that was the designer. So the designer had a solo show that she couldn't do, so she thought she'd make a fuck-off statue for... For um, I mean the statue is huge, and I think there's the size of it here. Um, it's massive. It is absolutely massive. Um, it doesn't say the size of it. It's, it's above average, but it's it's actually an inch and a half shorter now. <laughs> it is. Um, it doesn't say what size what the size of the statue is. Um, it was in Latvia. It's just fucking massive. The cult has gone completely wacko. Yeah, I mean that was a year and a half ago. I mean guys, if you saw it, you know it looks like something like they've just nicked something out of um, Wallace and Gromit. And stuck it in front of a, of of the museum, and it's it's just terrible. And it, is, you, it is terrible. And it's got yeah. a camel toe. Has it? Yeah, I haven't seen that bit. Imagine doing that that, that bit. bit of work. And speaking of statues, someone was cutting down the paedophile statue at BBC last week. week they before. did. They climbed up a ladder and took an absolute hammer to it, but didn't bring a chisel, <laughs> <laughs> which I noticed. Uh, it was a bit. But what, mm. I did, what did amuse me, though, because obviously you've got the paedophile statue at the BBC where it it's obviously was designed, um, commissioned and you know by an infamous paedophile. And so it's a kid, naked, with obviously like a, an adult like looking down. It's quite, you know, eerie and not very pleasant. But what made me laugh was the person that climbed the ladder, obviously, to smash the statue up and forgot a chisel... They were spending a lot of time concentrating on taking the kids' tackle off. <laughs> I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Like, I don't like the speed of our statue. There's a kid with his pecker out. Right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to fucking hammer the shit out of that. I did. You would have thought you'd gone for the head. Of the pedo, or yeah, you would. Yeah. Went... Because <laughs> all I'm thinking is, if the pedophile that designed it, or whatever, is watching down on that, he's probably getting off on that. Oh, he's loving it. He's hammering away at it. <laughs> well, I made me love. He's got up a ladder. And bearing in mind that we're not allowed to do, we weren't allowed to do anything this time last year ever anywhere, in the fascist state of, of England, and then the police are just standing around going, I just don't, can't see anything going. I, I mean, don't, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah, this is a bit above my pay grade. 
I'm just going to stand around. You got any skips or frazzles? And it's and they're just letting him get. He's got a ladder. He's gone up a sta- up a wall, stood there and started hammering away at a, a child's tackle, and then like, not real one statue tackle of a pedo statue, and they've just stood around and let him get on with it. Yeah, I I think I, they were they were they were a bit stitched on that though because I I I was <laughs> when that happened I was literally trawling through the you know BBC Blue Heart Blue Ticks thinking. Given like a week or so before, two weeks before, when the Colson lot, you know, dragged down the Colson statue, mm-hmm. uh, chucked it in the harbour, when they all got away with it, they were all celebrating it. It was like, yeah. And I was, th- I was just watching, going, come on, come on, try, try and defend, defend the that. paedophile statue, yeah. you know. And there was a couple that did, and it's just like, How, what did they say? How can you defend it? They're just not agreeing with, um, you know, destruction of history, which I don't either, uh, you know, necessarily. If you, but. There's also a difference when you have, you know, a statue of a slave trader or whatever, you know, okay, there's a historic element to that. Um, It's also a kind of, should we forget? Should we bury it away or should we actually have it on display? Actually, this is what happened. Maybe add a plaque to it explaining the the bad thing. Do you know what I mean? That's what I would have gone for personally. Um, You know, this person was revered in the day, but actually in hindsight, looking back, we've evolved you'd think and you know maybe some of the things that they were doing back then was not cool right that's fine but then i think there's a difference where you've got right this is um a taxpayer funded uh propaganda organization with a history of burying sexual fucking uh, misdemeanors and pedophilia anyway yeah um and we've got a paedophile to put a statue on our building of a kid who's naked with kind of quite a creepy-looking adult holding him. I'm also, not sure it's the same, really. I think no, it's not the just same. drag that shit down. But also, it's not saying anything historic. No, it's not. It's, it's, no, not, it's not, not depicting a time place where... Oh, do you remember back in the late 1700s when everyone was a massive pedo? It's not like a... Let's not forget that. It's not predicting... <laughs> Just heard myself say that. No, it's, no, you're right. But though. it's not predicting. It's not saying anything. It's just a statue of. No, it's not. It's not, a, it. it's not a marker in hmm. time. It's not that. I tell you what else is weird though. It's on BBC. Like, the I saw some of the stills from the Savile film. Oh, I haven't seen much oh, about mate, this. Like, so Steve Coogan is playing Jimmy Savile, and the stills are like him just over this girl, and she's like, oh. you know, and it's just. And you're like, you just wouldn't make it. You wouldn't make it. Now, okay, someone make a documentary about Jimmy Savile. Fucking expose everything, right? Hundred yeah. percent. But let Netflix make it, or or let fucking whoever but make it. But the BBC, is the BBC cannot be making it. Is it a drama? Yeah. And oh so, and god. So you know, you know, they're going to change history. They're going to rewrite history. And they're going to almost, they'll admit some wrongdoing and some, but they'll, but they'll do it as a mistake. But why do you need to see a dramatic well, exactly. retelling why, why of you? the world's yeah. worst child abuser, paedophile, Satanist? Why do you need to well, see a dramatic retelling of this? Oh, this will don't. be, <laughs> just gather around. Like, it's got Friday night in, we're watching Cock and Ball Story too. I mean, yeah, it's like... It'll be, it'll be the BBC trying to, like, exonerate themselves from guilt. That's what it'll be. Of course, be, yeah. You know, we look back and we've learned from mistakes to such a point that this is why we felt it was we needed to to do this, you know, blah, blah. That'll be the spiel. 
but they'll rewrite stuff. They'll put it down to you know maybe a couple of runners or a couple of editors or producers knew a bit, but they looked the other way. And actually, it didn't go all the way to the top. And actually, it wasn't completely covered up. And they'll you know do you know what I mean? They'll they'll give the low lying fruit to yeah. to the to appease the masses. They'll do an apology. There'll be some bit either at the start or the end. You know where where there is words. You know this this drama was made as a result of blah blah. You know all that. Yeah, yeah. lessons have been learned have they have they the queen and it's like they won't i wonder if they'll include the royal family in it at all probably not probably not um they might they might throw dennis thatcher in there a bit or but, andrew as like yeah, a 21 year old it will be that's what it'll be it will just be an absolute whitewash it will be that whole thing where you know you admit to to kissing someone in a nightclub so your wife doesn't Mm. actually look further and realise that actually you're just a massive pedo. <laughs> Get that on a mug. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can't believe they've even made it. And then if you were Steve Coogan and your agent came to you, you go, we've got a project for you. I know you haven't been at work for a while since um, Alan Partridge has gone downhill a bit. Um, we've got this, I mean, you might not be interested, um, but it's it's a drama. It's a, it's a retelling of a uh, a historical event. And it's, it's a challenging, it's a challenging piece. And you'll be playing, um, he's a sir, well he was. Um, Ooh, this is interesting. Yeah, because he's a sir, he, uh, he had his own TV show, he um, Ooh, um, right. he fixed sir... problems for young people and he did a lot of running. Not Sir Des O'Connor, is it? No, it's not Des O'Connor, no, no, similar, similar era. Era, hmm. I mean, if I say, say jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle, would you, would you? You're interested. Oh, jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle. jingle. So yeah. they did, was it? Oh, so they so they presented stuff at Christmas. Then maybe. Oh, so they must have been big if they were given the Christmas gig. Hmm. Um, sir. Um, eighties. Cliff yeah. Richard. Not, Close. Ooh, not Bruce Forsyth. No, it's not no. Brucey. No, no, no. You know, you chance to be a fine thing. It's a uh, Savile. What? Savile. I thought you. I thought you said Savile. Yeah, Savile. Yeah, Savile. Oh, go on then. I've already got the Northern accent. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna play? Um, yeah, I don't know who else could be. It's, in it. it's very, 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 very. Yeah, very who's strange. gonna play Peter Suchcliffe? That they would. That they would make it. Oh, it's just the BBC uh... would make it very strange. I'll tell you what else is strange. Totally, you know, but it's <coughs> BBC thing. So I saw an interview with that Warrell Thompson guy. You know, he's, he used to be on telly as a celebrity chef. So he's, um, I mean, he's getting on a bit now, but he was a celebrity chef, um, probably late 90s, noughties, right? And so he owns restaurants and pubs, obviously, as they all do. So in his pub, it just says on the door, um, we don't discriminate here. So we don't discriminate by sex, gender, race, uh, disability, vaccination status. Everyone's welcome. Mm -hmm. Right? Amazing. So then the BBC contacted him, right? And... They wanted to do a piece on it. And when they did, they said that the sign was irresponsible. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? That what? you're living in a world where saying that you don't discriminate is irresponsible. <laughs> well, I mean, how does that tie in? What with, do you mean? How is that with, irresponsible? Well, well, exactly. It's irresponsible to let a paedophile go rampant in your office for 30 years. That's yeah, what's and know about it, but do nothing. That's yeah. irresponsible. That's definitely yeah. taking your eye and, off. And, and also allow them to uh, present a TV show 
which gives them unlimited access to kids. That's uh, weird. Yeah, and That's give him and give him the keys for not the BBC did this, but for a um, for a, a secure unit with kids in that you could uh, get to. Yeah, it's just uh, the double yeah. standard. And a morgue. So and a morgue, yeah. <laughs> People forget he was a fucking necrophiliac. And a morgue sounds like a claymation of like that Tim Burton could do. Isn't it? Be good. I'd watch I wonder it. if they'll. I wonder if they'll. The BBC will put all that shit in about him being necrophiliac and stuff. Because he was George. It. He was George W. Bonkers, wasn't it? I mean, he, he, he. Mm. You know, oh man, he had access to kids in children's homes, in in children's yeah. wards at hospitals. He was given access to morgue so he could shag dead bodies. <laughs> he wouldn't I mean, be the only one, though. Help. This is the issue. He's he's he was literally not the top of anything. He was a gatekeeper. Oh, he was. Well, he was a procurer, wasn't he? Procurer, he was, he was yeah. providing kids to, to people way, way above him on, on the pay grade. But I think people don't realise this. And I remember having a conversation, actually, with a couple of people, a couple of three, well, before the Rona, um, on a podcast. And they were in America, and it was talking about the whole Savills thing. And they didn't realise to the level. Because people would think, generally, okay, 80s, uh, older TV presenter, younger people, probably young teenagers, 10, 11-year-olds, you know, probably a bit of a grope, dirty old man. You're like, mate, uh, mate, like, you wish that's what he was doing. Yeah. He was to the next freaking level, you know. Um, and you, and I remember saying, no, he was like, he was shagging dead bodies, mate. And they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And, and not only was he doing that, which is pretty bad, but people knew about it. Yeah, of course they did, yeah. And he used to bring nothing. him in with him, and sitting he, at his and desk. Yeah. And he spent, like, you know, every Christmas... Um, with with the Thatchers, when when they were you know when she when Margaret was Prime Minister, every fucking Christmas hanging out with them. He was at Balmoral with um, Prince Charles all the freaking time, yeah. knocking about. And you know, MI5 know everything. If you want to get near the Queen, yeah. if, if the Queen was coming to open you know a block of flats over there, and I wanted to to come along and be, I, I wouldn't be allowed because they would vet me. Yet they didn't know what this guy was up to. Oh, it's just insane. Right, of course, so that's why he was there. And he was supposed to be the godson, godson, godfather of, I think it was William. Um, and then Princess Diana said, no, I'm not, I'm not having that. Yeah, she wouldn't people. have it. Charles, Charles wanted it, didn't he? Yeah, he wanted and, it. Yeah. And, and Margaret Thatcher was the one that was pushing for him to be a sir. Oh, well, she was, look at her son. Was it a son? Was it, he was a wrong one as well? Can't remember. A lot of them are, though, isn't it? Yeah. Drakeford's son's a fucking wrong one. Uh, they're all at it. And that's why the Epstein thing was, was so kind of shook him up a bit. Um, to change tack, though, before we go, thousands in Hong Kong volunteered to adopt hamsters amid COVID fear. Have you seen this one? The big no. hamster culling. Hong Kong. Thousands of people in Hong Kong volunteer on Wednesday to adopt unwanted hamsters after a mass cull order from the government over COVID-19 fears raised alarm that panicked owners would abandon their pets. Authorities ordered on Tuesday 2,000 hamsters from dozens of pet shops and storage facilities to be culled after tracing a coronavirus outbreak to a worker in the Little Boss Pet Shop, where 11 hamsters subsequently tested positive for COVID. A hamster. So... 2,000 hamsters dead because they used a PCR test on a rodent. See, the the old science, do you remember that? The old science would be saying, that's bollocks. Because transmission between animals and humans isn't how this works. Yeah, that, that's what the old science. And back and forth. Would, yeah, well. the back and forth doesn't happen. 
It's not how it works. Would be what the old science said. Whereas this one just went, yeah, kill the hamsters. Yeah, get rid of them. Is yeah, it going to scare them. people? Yeah, get rid of them. Do that. Yeah, I mean, it's kill, just horrible. Kill the hamsters, yeah. I don't yeah. want to read the rest, but it's, it's disgusting. And that's Hong Kong. So there'll be a hamster outbreak soon. Well, I'm going to look out for my local then, fucking hamster Hong Kong style. <laughs> Sounds like a really B-movie. It's on the menu. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's happening in this world as well. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't know what's going on. No, when you've got a world no. where they're dramatising um, Jimmy Savile and they're killing hamsters because they might have caught a cold off a human, uh, where are we at? Now. Well, I, t- I tell you what else was crazy is I saw a video from John O'Looney yesterday, um, and obviously he's the funeral director that sort of spoke out from the beginning of this. Yep. He then apparently got COVID and was in hospital and was really poorly, and so the media, who have been ignoring him for two years and not wanting to talk about all these vaccine deaths that he's saying that he's seeing in his funeral home, suddenly want to get him in the headlines and attack him for... Um, kind of almost celebrating the fact that he's ill and that he could die right Right. so obviously my attitude was right well he ain't got covid so what's going on so he then gets out of hospital um with a bit of help from mark sexton and a couple of gps that managed to get him out of there and so then i you know had a bit of a a message to him for how are you how you feeling um but i hadn't heard what happened so he then put a video up of what happened so i'll just power like you know just condense it obviously because you know we're gonna be here all day but he's basically saying he didn't feel great didn't feel very well um and so he has one of these test things that you can test your sats so like your oxygen saturation or whatever um and so it wasn't very good so he spoke to a gp friend and the gp friend said yeah that's you you're struggling there i'd, I'd phone an ambulance so they did he said so the ambulance came he said you had two male paramedics which were really nice and then a female paramedic who just berated him bear in mind he's struggling to breathe was berating him in the ambulance for the fact that he wasn't vaccinated and that he was selfish cheers for what? that love exactly ah uh, they've so, got to go have got this has to stop with these nurses yeah the fuck they think they are so then he gets to hospital they do three tests all negative <laughs> right then they put him in the covid ward anyway cuz everything yeah He's negative, hasn't got it, and he's everything's, ill. Everything's COVID. Yeah. Um, so then they want to put him on remdesivir, okay. right? So a consultant comes around and says, right, we're going to put you on remdesivir. Which obviously, he knows what remdesivir is, so he mm. says no, to which the consultant gets very shitty and says, well, you're going to die then, and storms off. Cheers for that. Brilliant. Good. Then he said a woman comes yes. along from Oxford University and says, we've got three drugs here that are trial drugs. I'd like you to sign a waiver, basically, to say that you can have these. He says, so he basically does a quick search on all of them, uh, where the side effects are tightness of your chest, struggle breathing, um, fluid in the lungs, like all the things that you definitely want if you've got a fucking lung disease. Um, and so he says no to them, three, yeah. to which the, ner- the the woman from Oxford University says, well, you're going to die then, I'll see you later. So she leaves. Um, and then he said, no one came to see him until the next day when the Oxford University woman came back again to try and get him to take these three drugs, to which he says no. Um, So then he's like, right, this is weird. He's obviously having conversations with people on the outside on his phone, and they're like, you need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, And so he says, I want to go home. So they say no. You can't say no. It's not the way it works. Exactly. So then there's two hours, he says, of arguing, where they say, if you leave, we'll have you arrested because you're a health danger to people That's for spreading That's not how it. this works I, I, at all. No, and I thought I said negative anyway, so what are you on about? Yeah. Um, multiple times. And then, so then he's obviously, Sexton's 
got on the case, obviously, as an ex-police officer, and they've got a GP who's then gone, right, well, I'm going to, I think, I guess, almost act as his guarantor, so I'm going to come and get him out. And so they came, and, you know, obviously the hospital wasn't impressed. They got him out, and he's at home, and he's at fine. And he made the video from at work, so I'm back at work. And it's like... These people said, are mad. They're mad, but he said something interesting. He said, I will say, though, I was very ill, um, and it didn't feel natural. I felt like I'd been poisoned. And it's kind of just thought, well, maybe you fucking were, John, mate. I don't know. Maybe you were because you, you know, you have, you're a real thorn in their fucking side. Yeah. And you are repeatedly on at the coroner. You've had meetings with MPs. You know, you're, you're a big fucking player um, in this. And you're also at the coalface because you're a funeral director. So it's not like me and you where they can go, oh, a pair of fucking idiots. Um, it's like he's, <laughs> he's, he's at the coalface and he's seeing it. And so he's, you know, he's got the receipts as well because the people that are coming in there, they don't just come in and go off again. There's paperwork. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they fucking poisoned him. But even if they didn't, it's a case of he's felt unwell. He might have had pneumonia. I don't know. People had pneumonia before. Yeah. So he's then gone into hospital and they've gone, right, you're COVID. But he's tested negative three times. Yeah. And then so, okay. But then they also tested his wife because obviously she's been with him negative as well three times so there's six negative tests and you're and you're still pushing this and if he'd gone on rebdesimir he'd be dead now yeah because his kidneys would be shot he'd, he'd, he would he would die of uh, acute kidney failure and covid and i mean i don't even know what these bloody three experimental drugs that oxford uni were trying to get down his neck but they ain't good and what the fuck is some kid from oxford uni coming into the hospital and starting talking about taking experimental drugs what exactly. the hell are you doing on the ward? It's supposed to be a exactly. secure unit. What are you doing? You've gone in, you've oh, caught it, and then you're going to go spread it around Oxford Uni. The the absurdity of all this is just they'll they'll it's it's like being with an abusive partner. They'll just literally just deny what doesn't suit their narrative and push what does, and to the extreme, to psychotic levels. These yeah. people are mad. I got an, a a letter back from that nurse who abused basically abused me um, for not wearing a reason to wear a mask when we went to take Arthur to um for his he had tummy problems and um I complained and she had to send me a letter back complaining because the way she behaved was horrific um these people have gone nuts they're absolutely they're in a look at the hospitals especially these wards as being like a being inside a cult um commune and are just saturated with this non-stop BBC ITV news of how bad this is constantly and it's they'll go home and think about this so it's everywhere for them they are brainwashed to an umpteenth degree where they are dangerous some yeah, of these people are, yeah. are dangerous obviously yeah. clearly and 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 you know they make everyone covid which puts them on covid protocol which fucking kills them and then there's no autopsies mm. it's just insane i mean it's a serial killer's fucking dream isn't it i've said that for a while because there's no autopsies, well, if you want to off someone, Jesus, now's the time. Yeah, if Shipman was around like, at the moment, he'd be having a way, he'd be oh, cartwheeling down the, the corridors. God, there's like, been an outbreak in, ship, in, uh, in Harold Shipman's office. Yeah, massive outbreak. Dropping like flies. <laughs> he's just every, seems really happy about her as well, which is he's like Sweeney Todd at the moment. He's got songs and everything. It's mad, isn't it? So, guys, hope you enjoyed this week's one. Um... Let us know any more whatafs. Email me richard.willett at iconic.com with any of your whatafs, and we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Don't go mad, go mental. Yeah, fuck it, why not?
shot.